How are we all tonight? Good. good. So good to see you guys tonight. Man, I've been counting down for tonight, you know, and um, throughout this week, God has been sharing and showing me so much. And I'm just like, oh man, I'm, I'm getting this, this, you know, overwhelming. And, and finally, we are here. And um, I believe that tonight, what I'm about to share to you would definitely benefit, beneficial to you. And I believe that it is what God wants to say to you tonight. So, um, before we go any further, I just want to introduce myself. Uh, my name is Frame, and um, some of you may, may think, why is his name Frame? And um, as Dexter was sharing, um, he was trying to pronounce my name, and it's actually Papwat. And if you go to Thailand, I'm from Thailand, and um, if, you, if you go to Thailand and you say, can you show me some Papwat? It's basically you're asking the, the person to, to show you a picture. Both of my parents are actually an artist, and they named their child um, Papwat means picture, so picture frame. I hope that makes sense to you. And um, I, I got a lot of friends, man. I got a lot of friends named like an object. We got like gun, bomb, um, you know, all these names. And yeah, like Thai people seem to like to name their shell an object. But um, mine got a little bit of a meaning, but I don't know about my friends. But um, anyway, guys, um, just gonna, is, is it okay if I start off with my testimony? Because I think, I think a lot of you probably haven't heard about my testimony before, but um, I just want to share with you quickly. Um, like I shared before that I'm from Thailand. Um, I grew up in this northern side of the Thailand, and it's called Chiang Mai. Has anyone been to Chiang Mai? No, no one. Oh, you guys got to go to that. Oh, is that one there? Okay, cool. Chiang Mai is such a beautiful place. It's not surrounded by um, oceans. It's surrounded by mountains. And, um, you know, we grew up in that, in, in that small little house, you know, and, and I'm, I'm growing up with a loving family. My mom's and my dad never seen them fight. You know, they're just so loving to me. And um, my family, um, we, because we're Thai, so I used to be a um, Buddhist, so we go to temple all the time, and um, I still remember that um, when when I was when I was in school, it, it's a compulsory thing for you to study um, Buddhism. So I kind of got myself into understand the history side of what Buddha and. Buddhism is all about, and um, I had these ideas. And back then, um, you know, I would believe that you know, um, if you do good, you go to heaven. If you don't do good, you go to hell. And you know, so these two places are quite real to me. And there's an, uh, there's, a, there's a little bit of extra thing, and that is, if you go to hell, there is this thing called reincarnation. So what you do is you go to hell, you pay for all the bad things that you've done, you get punished, and there's like all these like red guy come in and like put you in this like fires and stuff and you get burns alive and then after that once you paid enough um, of the wrongdoing that um, that you've done then you come back to life but here's the thing um, I used to believe that when you come back to life you're not necessarily become a human but when you come back you actually become um, an animal so I would not kill a mosquito because I used to think that mosquito could be someone past life, could be someone that reborn, reincarnate into a mosquito. It's quite an interesting um, belief, but if you go to a, uh, in Thailand, you know, they're very strong in you know, not killing animals, but yet they still eat animal meat. So, so I'm, I'm not too sure why it's that. But, um, so that was the beliefs that I had back in those times. And then, you know, my life was so great. And, um, you know, growing up in loving family until 2004. Um, I don't know if any of you have been through that tsunami, you know, when the tsunami hit um, the Southeast Asia. I'm sure a lot of Indonesian people has been affected by that. And, um, you know, it, it was 
that was the end of 2004. But for me, there's something that has happened to me and that changed my life, changed my perspective and got me question, what's the purpose of my life? And that is, the, and that is my dad actually died, got diagnosed with cancer, stage number three. And I still remember, remember this, just to cut the story short. I was next to the, the bed and my dad was literally, you know, um, got all this tube on him. And the only thing that I saw was I was quite sure and I was just looking at him and he just basically pumping out his blood. Slowly, slowly, slowly until there's no more blood in him. So I was there looking and I saw that moment when he's gone. And I began to question then, I was 14 at that time, and I was like, where's he gone? And I began to think, would he become a mosquito? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I wonder, where is he? He's right in front of me, but something left him. And that's when I started to, you know, start thinking about the purpose of life and, you know, began to think, does it really make sense, you know, go get all this reincarnation and come back with mosquito? Nah, that doesn't sound right. But anyway, um, cut the story short, life moved on. So I moved from Chiang Mai to Bangkok in 2006, I believe. No, before, uh, a year after that, so 2005. And by 2006, um, my mom met my stepdad. And we moved here to Perth. Now, to cut the story short again, um, in 2009, something great happened to me again. And, you know, basically, I've known this guy, and this guy called Mike, and there's a few other guys here, you know, Andre and stuff, you know this testimony. Um, so we, we basically, like, you know, best buds, and, um, I, and I, I like this guy, this girl, not this guy, this girl... <laughs> I liked, I liked this girl, and I was like, man, this girl, you know, like, I, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't a believer back then, so I was like, man, what can I do to get closer to her? And I found out that she's coming to this camp, youth camp, and I was like, oh, okay, um, but you know what? I make a stand. If I go to a Christian camp, I would never become a Christian. I would never let them convert me, you know, because all, my, all I'm thinking is that they are actually like Amways, you know, just try to sell you stuff, and then you walk, sorry, I shouldn't be saying that, oh, can we cut that off? But yeah, um, so that's... So then I was like, all right, let's sign up, man. So I paid $110, $110. So $90 for a camp this year is pretty cheap. Yeah, so I hope, I hope that... You, oh, man, that's such a good selling point. But yeah, so $110, and we, we went to this place called Osha Glory. Beautiful place, you know. And I was like, um, you know, so after that, I found out, after I paid everything, I found out that she's not coming. So I was like, oh, goodness, you know, like, man, but I paid 110s, and it's 110s, you know, it's not $10. So being an Asian, it's like, oh, why not? I'll just go, you know, with all these boys, you know. And then so we went, and then um, the first night, I still remember this. They did this whole praise and worship thing like this. I, would, I was at the back. And when I was at the back, I literally running back and forth, and I just go like, oh, yeah, you know. And then running, yeah, and then just make fun of, I was mocking all the Christians because they were putting up their hand, I would go, oh yeah, you know, and then do all these things. And I was like, yeah, like, you know, don't you dare convert me. Now, but here's the thing. I met this guy. His name is Jonathan Quay. And um, he was one of our group leaders. And at night, you know, we would go into a small group and then he, he's taken all these people that aren't um, believers. So we just sat there and then we start talking about movies and then we're like, oh, talking about swords, like, oh, one, two, like four or something. And we're just like really into it. But for some reason, for some reason, I was sitting there and I, I, was, I was just prompted to ask John these questions. And I was like, 
Hey man, I don't know what's the purpose of my life. I don't know why am I here. Why do we have ten fingers? Why do we have two eyes, not one eyes in the middle? Why do we have one nose and two holes? Uh, just ask all these questions. I don't know. You know, hey, coming from a guy who believed that you can become a mosquito, so you know, all these questions just popped up in my head, and I'm like, oh, okay. You know, ask him that, and he shared something to me. He he didn't tell me like, oh, Jesus died for you, and you must believe, or else you go to hell. He didn't say that. He said this. He he shared this test, this story, and he said, frame. Imagine this. If you were about to walk across the road and then there's a big truck coming and then someone came in and pushed you out and died on your behalf, what would you do? And I, I took it seriously. So I was just thinking and I was like, mm, man, this is a very good story. And I was like, I would, I would not shut up about that guy. I would tell the whole world what that guy has done. And straight away, John looked at me and he said, that's what Jesus did. How was I? No way. Tell me more. And then, and then you know, the whole thought of like not being converted, it's kind of like, cha- like fading away. And I was just like, and then he started to share the gospel. Why Jesus has to die for your sins. And you know, like, and it's because of the work of Christ on the cross. And you know, at that time, I didn't really understand, but I know one thing. In 2008, there's something happened to me. And because coming from a Buddhist background, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to hell for sure. I'm going to be doomed in hell. Oh man, I don't want to come back as a mosquito. But you know, why not? This guy just kind of gave me this hope that, oh, if you believe in him, you go to heaven. Why not? Good deal. So I was like, okay, let's do this. And then, you know, John was like, oh, you know, like, um, you got to believe it in your heart. And, uh, you know, we, we did the whole, you know, like confessing. And, and, and from there on, I turned. For, so from the beginning, I told you I was running around doing all this stupid stuff. At the last night of camp, I was right in front on my knee, lifting my hands up. And praise God. And I was so overwhelmed by His love. And, and for some reason, I just like, there's no other way but Jesus. And that's just my gospel in a nutshell. No, not my gospel. That's my testimony in a nutshell. Sorry, that was her. Cut that off, please. Now, here's the thing. It's been 10 years since then, 2009, now it's 2019, so I'm actually celebrating my 10 years anniversary being born again with Jesus Christ. Anyway, um, and I still remember the date, it was actually 15 of the 7 and 2009, so in July I will have my 10 years anniversary with my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Now, here's the thing, um, so that's my testimony, and, and there's something that I want to share with you. Um, I, was, I was just like thinking, oh, what should I share, and then God placed in my heart, um, this story, this embarrassing story, man, I got more embarrassing story, but this one is like, you gotta hear it. And um, if, if I can have the picture up, um, last year, whoops, last year I went to, is this still on? Yep, yeah, okay. So last year I went to, um, to Japan and um, I took this photo. Um, I still remember this very clear. Um, uh, I, went, I went to Akihabara. Has anyone been to Japan? Come on, guys, like the des- destination that we all want to go. And um, so I, I have this, this um, hobby where I build Gundam's model, you know, like I didn't have that as, as a little kid, so I'm kind of like fulfilling that now kind of thing. But yeah, um, anyway, they have an expose. And then I saw that it was like these big, gigantic Gundams. So, oh, everyone was like crowning up. And then you see this thing, you see this. Um, this is the picture. So 
So that line was on the side of a building, and that building has only one um, entry. So you can only go in and out. And there's this like Japanese lady, very old. She's like a security. So she come in like, ah, like don't you dare get in, but you know, go on the side and then lining up if you want to get in. And I was like, oh, okay. So in my mind, I believe, and I, I thought that like, okay, I gotta go stand on the side so that people, uh, so that I can go in to buy the stuff downstairs. And because a lot of people were coming up with like all these big boxes and like, yeah, you know, I'm going to get some. And then I was standing there and I said, um, I don't know if you can read. I said, I don't know what they are lining up for, but it must be good. So I joined them. I guess I will find out. And I did. So basically, I was just standing there good like half an hour. Man, like I was just standing there. And I love how Japanese people are like, you know, lining up like in, in fashion, you know. And then when they walk, they literally like walk in a very like, fashionably, you know, like straight, good line and whatnot. Anyway, so then, um, oops, sorry. Um, and then what happened after that is when it's come to my turn, I went in. And this is what happened. You go down the escalator. So I went down the escalator and then I kind of like peek out like what's going on downstairs. I was expecting like lots of toys and you know, lots of Gundams and stuff so I can buy some of them. Um, I even count the cars. I'm going to spend like 10,000 yen or something. Anyway, um, so I went down. And then I saw everyone that walks down there, they have this code and they have it on their mobile phone. And basically what happened is there's two security, there's like two men standing there and every time before they go in, they have to show this code. And the guy would look and like, ah, okay, hi, and then go in. Now, me going down the escalator and there's no turning back because I was like, oh no, like I'm coming down now and man, I'm going to get, um, like, what's the code? I, I was trying to like, um, I was trying to like Google search like what's the code is all about and it's all in Japanese and I'm like, oh, I don't know, I, I don't understand this. So then um, I went down and then, and then what happened was uh, this young chap came up and he's like, oh, hi. So I, and I, I just straight away like, oh, um, do I, I speak English to them? Um, I said, oh, do I need do I need to have a, a code? And then he just go like, ah, yeah. And then and then I was like, oh, I don't have the code. And he go, uh, mm. And then and then it was like this awkward moment. And I was like, oh, okay. So um, so um, do I do I do I get the code upstairs? Like you know, I, I was thinking like, oh, maybe you have to pre-order upstairs where the expos is. Then you go down to get all the stuff. And the guy just had have no clue what I was saying. He just go, upstairs, there's upstairs. And I, I was just like, I was just like, oh gosh, this is horrible. And then he walks up to this guy, this old man, this old man came up and he did the same thing. I was like, oh, do I buy things up? And he just go, upstairs, upstairs. I was like, okay, this is hopeless. And then, and then literally he did this, upstairs, oh, please, please go out. And, Okay, for the first time in my life, being rejected and got chased out of that place, felt so embarrassed, but for some reason, I didn't feel any hatred to this guy, you know, like, he's so nice, he's so polite. And then, you know, I was like, oh, okay, fine, I guess I got to go out. And there's only way out when people are coming in. And you see all these, all these Japanese, like, oh. like no, you know, like, you, you didn't get anything, and like, oh, you know, like, I got the card here. And then, and then I was like, oh, man, like, man, this is, this is crazy. And then I, I could imagine, like, you know, this, this old man probably walk back to that young chap and then go like, and then, you know, I, I, this is my imagination, okay? And then the, the young boy is like, upstairs. And then the old man must be like, oh, upstairs, upstairs, bodo, 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 bodo. You get that? Bodo is actually, uh, you know, in all Indonesian folk. So I thought it was going to be more funny. But yeah, anyway. Um, 
But here's the thing. So at that time, I was just like, gosh, you know, like, please, like, you know, I really want these things. And I just kind of bum out, walking out. I'm just kind of like, look up to the sky and just like, Lord, why, why did I have to go through that? You know, I would just blame myself. Oh, because you put yourself there, you know. And then um, and I was like, oh. And then, and then at a silence, and I, I hear the Lord show me three things. And it's, it's a revelation through this testimony. And God can work through many things, you know. Never, dis, never limit God, nor limit yourself. And this is what God told me. Number one. We could be lining up and follow the hype, but don't actually know the gospel. I could be lining up there, like, just like me, I'm lining up there thinking that, oh yeah, I'm going to get all this thing. But no one told me, you need this code. Or maybe they tried to tell, but I didn't understand them. I wouldn't understand them, you know? You see, many people, many people are attending church services like this, but they never heard the gospel. And we somehow have this mentality that, oh, that person go to church. He must be a Christian. He must know the gospel. Why should I share the gospel to that person? Number two, we could be misunderstanding what the gospel is all about. We could be Deceive what the gospel is actually all about. I met one of the person who is very high up in, or not high up, he was one of the leaders, you know. And um, I spoke to him and I asked him, I was like, hey bro, what would you say the gospel is? Because it's such a fundamental of our faith. And he turned to me and was like, oh man, definitely go to church. You must go to church. You must serve God. You must love God. You must do this, this, this. And I was like, hmm, that doesn't sound like the gospel that says in the Bible. But then later on, you know, I'm not judging him, but I know that this guy needs to hear the truth. So I showed to him, this is what the gospel said. It says right here. And he was like, wow, man, thank you. Really appreciate that. So that's number two. Just like me, standing on that line, thinking to myself, oh, that's how I can get in. Number three, many people believe the gospel in vain. The gospel has been preached to you many times. And Dexter is very good, you know, pastor who preached the gospel, the true gospel to all of us. You hear it all the time, but you don't actually believe it. That's number three. Someone could tell me, oh, this is how you get into this place. I'm like, ah, you talk, you know, like... Nah, that's not true kind of thing. I could be rejecting that or I could just like, you know, turn away from that. Now, now here's the thing. Um, an example of, um, I've heard a story of these evangelists that go around to knocking the door and tell the gospel. And they basically go up and then, um, so they knock on this door and this guy, this guy was um, open the door and he literally have something behind the door and he was just standing like this. He was like, oh, what's up? Like, what do you want? Kind of thing. And, and, and the, 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 the evangelist was like, oh, 
I'm, I'm the minister of God. I would like to share, you know, good intention and everything. And then, and he's, oh, okay, go, 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 share, share, share. And then, and then he said, oh, you know, like if you believe in God, your sins are saved and all this and this. And he's like, okay, so yeah, let's, let's, let's say the prayer. So he said that. And the, 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 the evangelist, oh, that's quick. That's easy. So then he's like, oh, let's say the prayer together. He's like, oh, okay. Say the prayer and everything. And he's like, oh, are you done? Oh, okay, cool. Uh, and then he pulled out. He come up and he pull out this bottle of beer and stuff and he's just like, oh, okay, that's cool. I'm just going to go back and party. You know what's happening there? He's been done that so many times and he just saved for the sake of to get that, that evangelist to go off. And I believe that that does not save that person. That did not win that guy's soul. And I'm going to prove it to you later. Now, if we can go to this scripture together quickly, Matthew chapter 7, verse 22 and 23. How did I, you know, like how did I come up with all these things and like how does it work kind of thing? But, but just check out this passage and it's a very scary thing. And it says, many, Jesus said, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful works. And then Jesus said, I'll profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you, ye that work iniquity or evildoers. Imagine this church. You've been attending your church, uh, a church service all your life since you start. You know, you may hear things and here and there, but you never really believe in the true gospel in the first place. You've never been really been presented or you're kind of like, oh, I'm just going to go with the hype. I'm just going to, because the music sounds good, the preaching sounds like, you know, life, life coaching. So I'm just joining this thing and it makes my life feel better. But you never really ask yourself why you believe the gospel. You never really believe it with all your heart. And one day, I believe that Jesus is coming back again. And it could be too late for you. But I want to encourage you guys tonight that even though I said all this, um, it, is our, it is our role to preach the true gospel. It is our role to proclaim, to declare the true gospel. And we need to know it firsthand. We need to know it for ourselves. Because if you don't, how can you expect yourself to tell someone else the true gospel. The devil is the father of lies. He deceived, or oh, in a way, I'm not giving them credit, but he twisted a lot of things to make you believe in just a slightly small twist that could change the whole things. Be aware of that. So what is the gospel? I believe the scriptures say to us very clear, very clear, Apostle, John, uh, Apostle Paul is the one that declares the gospel. And I believe that what he got, the revelation from God to him, the full gospel is for us Gentiles. Gentiles mean non-believers. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1 to 4. I'm going to read it out now. And it says, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you what? The gospel. Paul said, I declare unto you the gospel which I preach unto you, which also you have received and wherein you stand, by which also you are saved. If you keep in memory, 
If you keep in memory what I preach unto you, unless you what? Unless you have believed in vain. For I deliver unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. With the body going up on the cross, took all of our sins and the shedding of his blood that cleanses all of our sins. And that he was buried and that he rose again on the third day, according to the scriptures. Very clear. Very, very clear. You see, church, Paul never said, this is the gospel. You must attend church service. There's nothing wrong with that, but that's not the gospel. What the gospel is, is what he has done for you, the work of Jesus Christ. And you put your faith in him alone, in Jesus Christ. Not um, I'm just going to read this out. Um, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 to 9 confirmed that. And I believe Pastor Dexter mentioned it last week as well. And it said, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not of work, lest any man should boast. So I'm showing to you the scriptures, and I believe that the scripture is true. And I can put my faith not on what someone else said, it, but what the scripture said. And that's the difference. Many people get secondhand information from, you know, either the pastor preached, but they never actually go to the true source, the truth, and see it for themselves. They just blindly believe, never know why they believe, but they just go with the hype, with the flow. And that's dangerous. Now that we know the gospel, can everyone agree that, okay, it kind of makes sense to you? Yes, yeah, yeah. Now we, know, now we know the gospel, and I pray that you would believe with all your heart, your minds, your soul, and keep it in remembrance, keep it in your memories. Remind yourself every single morning that it is by the grace of God that you are safe and you have this access to the Father. But this is, this is not what, what um, I, I actually want to share, what God has shown me that I want to share. But in order to understand this next part, we're nearly done. In order to understand in this next part, we must first understand what the gospel is. Yeah. Okay? Are you still with me? Yeah. Okay. So God is very clear with me what he wants to say to you tonight. And I'm very clear as well. Um, Ephesians 1.13 confirmed this. In whom you also trusted, after what? After that you heard the word of truth, the what? The gospel. You've just heard the gospel of your salvation. In whom also after that you believe, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. You are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. If you believe within your heart, with all your heart, that Jesus Christ died for your sin, He was buried and He rose again on the third day, according to the scriptures that is mentioned in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 1 to 4, then the Holy Spirit, I want to assure you that the Holy Spirit is in you, yeah. is sealed in you, cannot be taken away. Mm. Now, I'm just going to go into John chapter 3. Was three to five as well. Sorry, I'm, I'm showing you a, a few scriptures. But um, Jesus 
answered, answered and said unto him. So he's talking to this guy called Nicodemus. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. He's very clear. And when, when I'm, I'm sure those Bible scholars, you know that when Jesus said, verily, verily, it means it's something important. I said unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus was kind of like, um, uh, well, he said unto him, next verse, and he said, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into the mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of spirit, of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. You know, for those mothers out there, and I'm about to be a dad, so, you know, I've, I'm, I'm aware of this, this saying that water breaks before the labor start. So we came into this world when the, you know, the, the water breaks by the water. We've been born by the water. And because of what Jesus has done and that you believed in what he has done, you put your faith in that. Now you become born again, not of flesh, but of spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is now in you. Does that make sense? And 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 said this, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new what? New creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. You're no longer the same. You're no longer the same. Now, this leads me to three points, three things that I want to share to you tonight. And I believe that this is what the Lord wants you to know. Because we believe in the gospel, we know that the Holy Spirit is sealed in us. I want you to know that you have full access to our Heavenly Father. Now, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 18 says this, For through Him, Jesus, we both have access by one Spirit, the Holy Spirit, unto the Father. We all here in this room, if you believe in the gospel and you don't believe in vain, what he has done on the cross for you, for, your, for all of your sins, then you have access through the same spirit that is in all of us, the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost. That's another word for it. And what does that mean when you have an access? That means you can come to God and worship him in spirit and in truth. But we must know that. We must keep that in mind. That it's, it is not your flesh that worshipping God. It is the spirit and the truth. You also have an access to all the nine gifts that mentioned in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 as well. And also the fruits of the spirit is in you. The whole package is in you. Number two, you need to depend on the Holy Spirit in you. And I'm going to read this verse out. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10 to 12. These are the things God has revealed to us by His Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. Now pay attention to this next part. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? I wouldn't know what Gabby is thinking, but the spirit that is in Gab Gabby knows that. Does that make sense? Then it's go on and say, um, in the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Does that make sense to everybody? 
Yeah, you guys look a bit puzzled. No? Okay. What we have received is not the spirit of this world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given to us. So it is important that we ask the Holy Spirit to re- reveal to us the deep things of God through the scriptures. And sometimes He may speak to you in different various, different ways. I won't limit God. I won't limit myself. The last one. You are now connected and in relationship with God. Jesus said in John chapter 15, verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bring forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. The Spirit of God is in us. And without that, we can do nothing. We are doomed. We are condemned. We're going to be in hell. But because of what Jesus has done, that sets us free. And by putting your faith in that, Jesus did not come here to condemn us, but to give us life so that we can have this relationship. This relationship can be restored and live with Him. Eternity starts now. It doesn't start at the end of your life. It starts now. And it is important that we know all these things. Um, if I can just invite the band to come up um, as I'm closing. Um, Um, tonight, I want to release a prophetic word to, to all of us here in Oikos Church. Um, and I hope that this would encourage some of you and give you the confidence to, to grow and to continue your journey with God. Um, so if we can close our eyes and just silence your heart, ready to hear this. We know that it is by believing in the true gospel that unlocks us to this gift that comes from Jesus, the Holy Spirit that's sealed in us. And through that, we have access to the Father. We can come to Him boldly and we can learn from Him. And I believe this is the word for all of us tonight. I believe God is saying this to you. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eyes on you. Let me repeat that again. I will instruct you, this is God saying to you, and teach you in the way you should go. And I will counsel you with my loving eyes on you. And this can be found in Psalm chapter 32 verse 8. And when you go home, I want you to highlight that. And I want you to be reminded that no matter what you're going through in life, no matter matter what community you attend, don't forget that God is the one that will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. And He will counsel you with His loving eyes on you through the Holy Spirit that is sealed in you. 
So what we're going to do now is because we passed the time, um, I'm sorry I'm taking 10 minutes extra, but um, I'm going to give you an option. If you want to stay here and worship God with, with all of us here, please do so. But if you have something to do, if you have something that you need to, to do, um, feel free to leave the room. The cafe will be open. There will be someone there um, taking care of you. And um, yeah, so why don't we all stand? Let's sing. Let's praise God together. And let's worship Him in spirit and in truth. Because this is the worshipper that God seeks.